This is the CVBT Audio Interview Podcast, where you'll get ideas about improving your bottom line in business and in life from experts around the world. Let's start, if you don't mind, by telling us your name and your company. Uh, my name is Jason Burt, and my company is JNL Historical. What does that do? What are you up to uh, trying to do, Jason, in the, cent- in the Central Valley and specifically the Delta? Uh, specifically, so I produce uh, historical content mainly for students in the form of lesson plans, but we're working on something very different right now. It's really exciting. Tell us about that. So I am working with a four-time Grammy Award-winning sound engineer and we have some records that were recorded in World War II about 75 years ago from an army band where my grandpa was the lead trumpet player. And we are going to digitalize those and master them into an album with some narration of my grandpa talking about his time with the band. And uh, we're going to turn it into an album for sale with the goal of the band becoming a platinum artist. But the band was in, was doing their musical thing 75 years ago plus. How on yep. earth are they going to become a platinum artist in uh, 2020 and 2020 and, and beyond? The, so the goal with that is, and I think it can be reached, is it's going to have a lot of support from veterans. We're partnering with the USO to try and get the word out to, about this unique item. It's a very rare item. Um, these, these guys are just regular World War II draftees who happen to be good musicians. They're all very young in their early 20s. And this is a, a recording of 10 popular big band songs that were recorded uh, in the Philippines. And these guys played shows for frontline troops mostly. They worked with the USO over there. And uh, they even played the award ceremony for the uh, nurses who were taken prisoner when Corregidor fell. What a story. They're oh yeah, they have quite a story. Would, would you be able to include their stories in the album in some manner? Yeah, so there's still a lot of uh, tinkering going on with the album and everything and what all is going to be part of it. So there's definitely going to be the 10 musical tracks. They, they did 10 songs of popular big band songs at the time. Uh, my grandpa's 25 to 30 minute narration that he did in the 80s on his time with the band and being in the Philippines will be on there. And there's also about five to ten minutes of that my grandpa had of a video of him and the band in the Philippines. So that it might be a, a multifaceted album release. I, I imagine the video was, was, was actually filmed back in those days. Yeah, yeah. So it was filmed on, a, a, I think my grandpa called it a brownie camera back in those days. Those actually did a pretty good job for uh, silent movies, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's it's. A really interesting, so most of it's in color. There's one section that's probably about 30 seconds of black and white of my grandpa doing some goofy stuff. And uh, the, the band had pet monkeys too, so there's a video of the, or film of the, the band playing with their monkeys in their downtime. How will you be able to translate this into, into the classes that you're teaching, or, or, or will you? So the, the goal of this from a teaching standpoint is to get students excited about history. And the way you you do that, and my philosophy on that is to personalize everything. I mean, if you, read, if you just read a history book, it's just the facts. It's a big blanket. Here's what happened. But I tend to focus on my lessons on who it happened to and the individual person because it helps the students connect better with the lesson and with the, the topic. 
Do you find kids these days really have any concept of what World War II was all about? You know, some of them do. There's, there's inherently a few in each class who just love the subject. But uh, I think the majority just get that textbook, oh, this is something that happened a long time ago. And with the passing of a lot of World War II vets, I'm afraid that's going away. So I kind of see this as me carrying the football over the, the goal line for those guys to tell their story. There, there probably aren't a whole lot of World War II vets left in the, in the Delta. Do you know of any yourself? Um, I'm sure there's a few. I don't know any personally off the top of my head. But if, I would imagine they would love to hear the uh, album if they if they could. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the majority of the, the World War II vets that are still alive would love to hear the album. Uh, my my grandpa passed away in 2016, 2016. Yeah, 2016. So he he passed away, and he would have loved to have seen what's going on. He would he would have thought it was great that people loved what his music. Hey, give our listeners a an idea of what. What do you have to go through to do this? You found the you found the original records, but there has to be a, a gazillion steps between that and actually getting it out to the public in 2020. Oh, there has been so many steps. So, it's, and it's been fascinating the whole way. Uh, so, the first step was uh, we we came across the records in my grandpa's attic. Uh, I was given all his military items because I'm the family uh, history military guy. Um, the first step, and I knew I wanted to do something with them to get these guys some recognition for their role in the war. And I emailed the World War II Museum to gauge their interest and did research on how rare of an item it was. And I said, hey, let's put this on the shelf and see if people are interested in buying this. And uh, the World War II Museum emailed me back and said they were really interested, but that they don't produce music. I'll have to do that on my own. And so... Uh, I had some back and forth emails with them and uh, they kind of changed the trajectory of the, the project with one email where uh, we were talking about something and he said the word uh, amateur referring to the musicians because they were amateurs essentially because people want to hear Glenn Miller. They're not going to know who these guys are. They're amateurs. So the album can't look amateurish or people won't buy it is what he said. And I thought about it, and I said, you know, he's right. If we just put this on the shelf, it, people are just going to pass it over because it's not Glenn Miller. These guys are early 20s. Uh, nobody knows who they are. So then it became, it evolved into this, well, what if we could get these frontline band guys to become a platinum artist kind of idea? And it just kind of evolved from there. It, it's uh, going to uh, probably cost a little bit of money to do this. Are you funding this entirely yourself? Uh, yeah, me and uh, my family, I'm getting some support from my family, and we're uh, working with uh, I, one of the other steps of this project, too, was finding somebody who would uh, who could update and do all the stuff, and I knew I needed an, an expert. So I started researching people who won uh, for Best Historical Album Grammys, specifically in the jazz genre, and I just started emailing them, and they were surprisingly easy to contact. <laughs> Um, I heard back from about four within a couple days, and uh, three were by email, and they were all really interested, but one uh, one gave me a phone call, and uh, his studio manager said uh, him and his partner were really excited and wanted to do it, and it's all they could talk about that whole day. We just, I guess it just tickled their uh, professional spine bone. 
Where did the, how many band members are, are we talking about? Do you have a count of the number of musicians? So I'm still researching a lot of that. My grandpa mentions a handful in his narration of friends of his. I do know they had a five-piece uh, Dixieland jazz group, and they also had a 20-piece orchestra. So it could be anywhere between 20 to 30 guys is what I'm guessing. I wonder if any of them ever went on to careers in music, or maybe that was enough uh, playing uh, uh, in the Philippines in World War II. I think for some it was probably enough. Uh, I know uh, one of his friends, a guy named Eddie Haug, was a, my grandpa said he was a part of the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra and a well-known teacher in the Bay Area. So I think a lot of them went on to either music teaching or careers with uh, symphony orchestra orchestras. And relate back to our listeners how this will be used in your classes. So this will be, I use this as a, as a tool to get kids engaged with the topic. And so telling the personal stories and adding a personal touch to any history topic is the key to getting the majority of your kids in the classroom involved and, and loving to learn about history. Uh, where can our listeners get more information? Have you put together a website yet or anything like that? Yeah, so the band has uh, two social media websites. And um, one is on Facebook, the 746th Far East Air Force Band. And then they're also on Twitter at 746th Far East Air Force Band. And we're doing a lot of media rounds currently. This is the first podcast we've ever done. Excited about that. Um, <laughs> so we've got, we've got an article in the SAC B that came out. Uh, we've got an article coming up in the Des Moines Register. My grandpa spent some time at Drake University, so he's getting some attention in Des Moines and we got a new story on TV airing July 6th in uh, Salt Lake City. The KSL 5 News did a story on it because my grandpa's from Salt Lake City. Oh, and this morning, this morning we got our second podcast. You're number one, but the second one, uh, the World War II podcast is going to have us on as a guest too. Well, hopefully uh, all of those uh, media outlets and more will latch onto this and uh, get you guys a couple of sales when you, when you get it done. We're hoping so. It's a long way to a, to a million album sales, but we're hoping to get there. <laughs> Jason, what would you like to add that uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about? Could be anything. Uh, just that really for this project, uh, other than getting these guys to the goal of getting recognition for their role in the war and stuff, uh, it's really hopeful that I inspire everyone to dig into uh, their family's past and uh, maybe they'll discover some secrets they didn't know and something new and exciting to them about a relative of theirs. So that's, that's my hope with this project on a societal view. You've been listening to the CVBT Audio Interview Podcast, one-on-one interviews with experts in business and personal growth. Thanks for listening.